The doctors at Midwest Family Wellness are happy to provide this podcast to our listeners, but we want everyone to understand that they are not here to diagnose or treat. They are doing this to spread information to our listeners. Hi, my name is Kimberly, and you're listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. With me today are Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Matt Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer. It's episode 8 today, and it's called Children of the Horn. All right, Kimberly, thank you for another fantastic introduction. I know it pumps me up when I, Kim starts talking about the introduction. I get all pumped up. I have a list of things I want to talk about, and then... Uh, all you can uh, think about is her introduction. Oh, my God. She nailed it again. Yep. She keeps coming to these things, thinking about things to say, comes up with something creative. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then she sits in here terrified that she's going to be on the microphone the whole rest of the time. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. We are back. I am Dr. Joshua Fink. Dr. Matt Fink's here. Dr. Brad Mauer's here. Hello. Kimberly is here. Yep. And um, the topic that we're going to talk about today is a little is a little different. It's not the topic that I wanted to talk about. Instead, we have to talk about a topic that our patients have been asking about pretty urgently. And uh, Kim suggested that we turn this into an entire podcast. And so some background... Uh, Dr. Meyer, what so what's going on? Somebody, I've had two or three patients ask me this past week about the article that came out about children developing, a quote unquote, a horns. Horn yeah, yeah, in the back of their head. Um, awesome. We get some emails about it too. I know, yeah. Dr. Meyer, we got an email. We all did. I guess he emailed us all about it from a concerned patient had <laughs> had, had heard about this, this uh, patient watch zero. <laughs> 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 and uh, and so he had emailed us like some concerns about this. He's like, is this real? You know, and, and he did the right thing. He employed healthy skepticism, you know, which is what we try to teach our patients. Healthy skepticism. It's, it's 2019. You know, the, the metrics for evaluation of data are well established. And for some reason, in sometimes the medical profession, the chiropractic profession, the journalism profession, goes right out the window when people hear something cool and they have a chance to think of a cool name for something. And this study uh, is exactly what that is. It's just uh, a little bit of something and a whole steaming pile of junk on top of that in order to scare the hell out of people and for who, to who knows what end, you know. So I'll talk about all of that. So we'll break this down into three parts. One, I'm going to go over this study. I'm going to talk about what it means. I'm going to talk about what it doesn't mean. Then Dr. Brad's going to talk about the specific anatomy that we're talking about when we talk about this area and why, like, why we even care about it. And then Dr. Matt's going to talk about best practices uh, for raising healthy kids as it relates to the positioning of their head on top of their body. Um, I will begin. So the study, the original study, talked about the documented um, lots and lots and lots of x-rays, over a thousand x-rays from this clinic. And what the researchers noticed was that on the back of the skull, they were noticing these, what they called protuberances, and then they labeled them later as horns. And that there was a surprisingly large number of growths, these growths, uh, on adolescent skulls. You know, and we see what we call the ossification or the changing uh, uh, from soft tissue to a harder tissue. We can either see it dystrophically in the body as a result of injury, but we see it all the all of the time. It's it's not a big deal. What is a big deal is that um, younger people were developing these more than older people were, and if it's proportional to age, then that didn't seem to be the case. So there might be another factor. You know, that that's legit. 
That's what their data says. Their data says, hey, we looked at a whole bunch of x-rays. These young people have more of these things than they should. What happened? Then they published it. And in their analysis, they said, hey, our interpretation is that these people have this because of video games or from cell phones. Now, nowhere in their study did they study the amount of time kids spend on the phone. They have no link. Earlier in the stroke episode, we talked about causality and correlation. None of that's at play here. They didn't study it, so they can't say for certain. They interject at the end one paragraph. Hey, we think it's because of this. It definitely merits further study. And they let it ride. That's all they said. And then they published it. This was more than a year ago. And people looked at it. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then, magically, several different publications got a hold of this. I don't know. Somebody just found it. And they blew it up into this article that people were growing horns and this and that was happening. And so I want to talk about exactly what's going on. Number one, horns are keratin. To call the thing that's appearing on the back of the head in these x-rays a horn is like saying that your elbow is composed of the same material as your fingernail. Now, journalists, sometimes they can get it wrong. But the doctors that they quote use the word horn. And to them, I would say, you're ridiculous. Like, for them to go, it's a horn, to suggest that magical amounts of keratin are forming on the back of the skull and then growing down here, it just makes me, it's just irresponsible. I just can't deal with it, you know? I, I don't even know what to tell you. One, the terminology is wrong. If it's anything, it's a bony protuberance. It's not a horn it's in any EOP, way. It's a yeah. EOP. And it, that's right. And it's just the word horn is designed to scare people. Like, oh, there's a horn. No, it's not. It's not a horn. That's ridiculous. You're just trying to scare the hell out of people. So the area that it's growing down from, as you just alluded to, Dr. Mowers, is called the EOP, the external occipital protuberance. And um, that's a real cool area where the ligament that, that allows the spine to hold tension, if you think of like a tension bridge, a cable bridge, it's got those long cables, that's why the cable bridge, it holds the entire bridge up. And if you cut one of those, then the bridge will fall. And the... The nuchal ligament uh, is a ligament that runs the length of the spine, and it whole it allows the spine to keep tension throughout its length. It's really cool. It, it's a way of tightening it up, of holding the curvatures of the spine, of making sure that things are positioned where they're supposed to be, and it inserts itself onto the base of the skull, and it, in effect, connects or helps to hold the solid connection between the neck and the head. And so... What they're saying in the study is that because people are leaning forward and looking down, it's causing a tearing and a type of dystrophic calcification of that ligament. And why is that? They interject it. Well, it's from video games or it's from phones. Now, these other people pick this up to like, oh, it's a horn. It's growing down. It's going to make their head not move. And they use it to just scare the hell out of these parents, maybe buy these supplements or, or do this or do that. And it's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. So the first thing, it's not a horn. It's a bone. And number two, their, their extrapolation of data is faulty because they make a conclusion. Though that's, they didn't. The people that picked up the study made a conclusion that wasn't there. So to all of our parents that are listening, that's just crazy. Your kid is not growing a bone. Is Excuse me. Your kid is most likely not growing a bone. And if they're one of our patients, they sure as heck are not. Because we have stretches, exercises, the work that we do here to neutralize pressure on the back of the skull is one of the most important things we do, especially for young people. So I would say, if you're one of our patients, don't worry about it. If you're not one of our patients, 
then what you need to do is, which we're also going to cover in this podcast for you, stuff that your child should be doing in order to minimize pressure on the back of the head. Because we don't like pressure on the back of the head. We don't like overstretching that. You've got to figure that the muscles that hold the head up hook on from the neck and they go to the head. The ligaments that stop the head from flying off the body, those things come from the neck. And so we don't want to increase that distance. The last thing they did in the study, which I really, really like, is that they made a really precise measurement. They're looking at what's called the acromion process. That's where your clavicle meets your scapula. It's that, it's that point out on your shoulder, that, that bump. You take that bump and you, you look at somebody sideways. You take the bump, you look at what's the external auditory meatus or acoustic meatus, which is the ear, and then you look at C7, which is the cervical vertebra number seven, and you can spot it real easily. It's most commonly that the point of that hump that you feel in your upper back, where your neck hooks onto your back. And they look at the angle between those three things. It's super cool. And they use that to determine how far forward a person's head is pitched. And so I think that's neat because you're using anatomical landmarks that are, that are verifiable uh, on, on radiographic film, you know. So that part I thought was really, really cool. And they use that to determine whether somebody's head was moving forward or whether it was not. So in that sense, I felt like the study was pretty valid because it, it evaluated that and it looked at the young people. So forget about the study. You know, forget about um, the social media and journalism and how they just absolutely blew it up. What we want our parents to understand, and Dr. Maron is going to take it from here, is the specific anatomy that we're talking about. And then Dr. Maron is going to tell you what to be doing with your kids in order to make sure they grow up straight and tall. Because human beings are designed to stand straight up. And if they don't, then they're going to get into trouble. And it's just a real simple equation, a function following form. Cool? All right, Dr. Meyer, you can take it from here. So, yeah, like Dr. Josh was saying, the measurement was good. And I guess the one, yeah. other, one other good thing that can come out of this is it gives us just another opportunity to discuss forward head posture. That's right. And the damaging effects that it can have. Because we didn't completely murder it in the second podcast. Yeah, episode two. So I'm going to do <laughs> a little two. bit. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of uh, We're going to follow up on that a little bit. I'm not going to go yeah. into detail like I did in episode two with right. the research articles. But I just want to reiterate the damaging effects. Absolutely. And back in that episode, Dr. Matt talked about some of the factors that we would most likely think about. And I talked about some of the some of the effects that you wouldn't necessarily think about. So, of course, you know, having that head protruding forward mm -hmm. from the body, as you can imagine, over time, it's going to cause pain Absolutely. due to muscle tension, ligament tension, and also headaches. And eventually, you know, we start to think about the tension that's being put on the nervous system. We start seeing numbness and tingling down the arms, hands, fingers. Right. Immediately, people start to think that they have carpal tunnel. We have to let them know that there's a great chance that there's actually, especially if their head's two to three inches forward, that it's probably actually coming from the lower part of their neck. That's right. Where those nerves And if that, it's got originate. It, it can't be, it, it has to be ruled out. You have to examine it. Like so many times we get somebody in there, oh, carpal tunnel, and they just did the surgery. There's four points, five points, you can get that symptom. So, yeah. Yeah. So we have those fact factors, the musculoskeletal factors. There's also research out there on blood pressure. Yeah. That can be affected. Yes. Uh, also pulse. <clears throat> and one big thing I talked about in that second episode was breathing and how having that forward head posture over a long period of time. Yes. Can start to affect vital capacity, vital lung capacity. And I would recommend if you didn't hear that second episode, 
I would go back and listen to, because that gives a lot, a lot of detail. We hammered about it. That. We absolutely hammered it. Uh, but one thing I'd like you to do, well, not if you're driving, but if you're sitting at home, standing at home listening to us right now, what I'd like to have you do first is just stand up straight, bring that head back, think about what is good posture. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose, hold it in, and then blow it on out through your mouth, through your belly. You may need to do that a few times just to get an idea of how that feels. Next, what I want you to do, you know, if you're sitting, I want you to bring that head way forward, kind of exaggerate that forward head posture, Mm -hmm. and also just kind of slouch, bring that upper back down. Kind of the idea of what you would think of as maybe an older person who uses a cane. Right, right, right. So think about that posture. Now I want you to hold that posture and try to take a deep breath in and let that air out. Right. I mean, you're going to notice right away that you cannot, you simply can't, you can't bring in that deep breath. And so if you're and getting those shallow breaths consistently, you're going to be running into some problems. That's right. You're getting hypoxic. Like you're just not going to deliver good red blood mm-hmm. out to the areas that it needs to go. And it's like, it's not an all or nothing, you know, for every, every millimeter that your, that your head moves forward on your spine, you get a proportional increase in a decrease in your inspiratory, average inspiratory volume, the amount of effort that you have to take to take that volume. You know, you look at blood pressure in the carotids, intracranial pressure or, or uh, meningeal pressure in the cord, it's all right there. Like it's all been studied. You know, it's not, it's not some pie in the sky thing. You're talking about the function of the human body. Like the thing that runs us is connected to us, but a real narrow bridge. You know, it's like the, it's like the Millennium Falcon. You know, they're out there on the end and you gotta go through that tunnel. To run that entire ship. You do something, you don't have to blow up the whole ship. You just got to blow up that little tunnel that connects the cockpit to the Millennium Falcon and you're good. Yeah. It's the same thing with our necks. There are I, people out there who don't can, know what the Millennium I feel Falcon like is. you've just given the Empire uh, the upper hand. Some secrets. Yeah. It's true. Can, I had to. Can, I have to make it so people understand. Can, can you write this right down? Now. Yeah. She's yeah. getting ready to watch. What show. is the Millennium Falcon? What is Star Wars? <laughs> oh, this one's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, very so, so we got there, yeah, yeah. and I didn't even mention degeneration yeah, of, of like the vertebra over a long job, period right? of time. Right. Um, but once again, go back, listen to that second mm-hmm. episode, listen to all the different factors mm. um, and the effects that can be caused by that forward head posture. So what we're, what we're saying is don't worry, sit and worry about your child getting these horns yeah. in the back of the head. But do worry about these other things that we're talking right. about. Like it's useful, even if it's a fake uh, conclusion. It's useful because it, it makes our parents, you know, think oh, I don't need to worry about my kid's posture. You know, mm-hmm. there is an entire there is an entire group of doctors doctors that I call the posture deniers. They write articles about how there's no evidence that that your forward head posture is going to cause pain. There's no evidence that it's going to lead to degeneration. And they say that we say stuff like that just to sell chiropractic care or sell posture pumps or sell traction. they I'm not kidding. They're out there. Really? They have blogs. They're like, there's no evidence. You know, posture doesn't determine anything. And they're it's on like, MySpace. They, yeah, they're on MySpace. <laughs> it's like, it, like, you can't argue with changes in, in pressure. You, you can't argue with the data, but they do. And they're like, oh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Do they, do they believe in Wolf's Law? I don't know. They're just crazy. They're crazy. But they're out there. They're absolutely out there. They're like, oh, you have forward head posture. That's just something that chiropractors talk about. 
Like, yeah, we talk about it because it's destroying an entire generation of kids. That's why we talk about it. I'd like to get one of them on the on our podcast, but he wouldn't even make it in the door. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about I'm sorry. what we're going to do. <laughs> that, that was a good interjection. Yeah, that was good. But that was, all right, I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm going to talk about what, we're, what we can actually do to help prevent a lot of that, that change from occurring in a negative way. So when we look at iPads or we look at looking down or the forward head posture, we want to make sure that we take time out during the gameplay or during usage to actually get up, stand tall, take a deep breath like Dr. Brad is saying, put your arms back and go slow. And deliver justice. And deliver justice. Because we know you want to get back to what you were doing That's before. Right. That's but right. T- but take the five minutes. You gotta defend your node. Yeah, you gotta defend your node. You know, you gotta make sure you you, you binge watch whatever you're you watching. Binge, yeah. But make sure it's like 35, 45 minutes, and then you're out stretching out again. That's right. The reset the cerebellum. That's right. So when we talk about uh, little kids between, uh, you know, just born to about 18 months, they really shouldn't have any time on iPads yeah. or anything like that. As much as we want to, like, well, they're just going to do that while I go do this or do that. I'm in no way a professional kid psychologist, but I know that if you start giving them access early, then they'll expect it. Mm -hmm. So if you let them play with other things besides the iPad, besides your phone, teach them to cope with that, that might be a better way to handle it, and that way they don't get addicted to the devices. Right. Um, When we talk between two years and five years old, we're talking maybe at the most an hour a day on the iPad, an hour a day. Now, you and I both know, uh, because I have two children, and everybody else in here has children as well, and I know that Kim has had uh, experience taking care of kids. Kim has a husband. Nieces, nephews. Well, sure. Close and, enough. Yeah. So, that applies to you too, mm-hmm. Mark. So, you want to make sure that only an hour, and then make sure that you're breaking up that hour worth of time for the kid with time where you're standing and stretching. Now, if you're, if you're like me, you constantly monitor what your kids are watching. No, I've come into the room and the boys are on the couch upside down. Oh, yeah. Trying to watch the iPad. I'm like, well, there's one or two things going on. One is they're just being really creative on how they watch it. Or they're at the point where they need to take a break because their neck is hurting from looking down. And that should not be happening. That's right. They're far beyond. They're, They're... Pushing their limits and not in a good way. Right. So we want to make sure that they stop what, stop that action, stop that habit. So you want to make sure that you're looking out for your children and make sure they're they're not trying to go past the threshold of where they're injuring themselves. That's right. Another thing to to look for is once you get to the point where they're six, seven, eight, ten, eleven years old, they're going to be spending maybe less time hanging out with the family. So you want to make sure that um, they're, I not, know, I, I, they're not they're not bringing the iPads. I'm so afraid of that. They're not bringing the iPads to the kitchen table, and because when yeah. you put the iPad on the stand, you're automatically looking down. Then the iPad's in charge. Yeah, and the iPad's in charge. It's a you control. Don't, you don't get any family time. So practical use. Sit down. Even if you don't talk to one another, right? Just look at each other and eat dinner. Don't worry about the iPad being involved in dinner. No. We've gone. We've totally nixed uh, iPads at dinner. The other reason is they spilt water on them, so uh, they're mm-hmm. not as careful as we think they should be. Oh, yeah. 
No, it just stuff's yeah. exploding all over. There's something breaking everywhere. Yeah. The other thing is those stands that we're talking about with iPads, if you lay them on the actual table, that's much worse than having a stand at 45 degrees or trying to build something that allows you to view the iPad or watch the iPad that helps support your neck as well. Right. So make sure that you're, you're about 45 degrees up tilt so that you're looking at the top third of the iPad. Yeah. Just want to reduce the downward angle of your face. Yeah. Because it doesn't just go down, it goes forward. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. That's when we started getting in trouble. You, and you do that a couple hours every day, you're, you're training your body, this is where my head goes. Mm -hmm. This is where my head goes. People get super relaxed and then it just kind of like, Bam. seeing sense like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. And for, for you know, people in their, in their, you know, the late 30s, their 40s, you know, we, we were around for Nintendo, for the advent, the glorious advent of Mario Brothers. But before that, we had the Atari, but you know, they never had enough time on there to, to do anything. Yeah. These kids, they never had a chance. They came in with iPad. They've never looked straight out or up. They're, yeah. They've grown up looking Radio, down. Yes. And epidemic isn't the word. It is catastrophic what's happening to their bodies. We know we've got five, six, seven-year-olds you know, we're, have, we're going to have some this afternoon. We had, we had a couple this morning that have headache, you know, changes in vision, arm and hand pain, you know, trouble swallowing, all of these things that are directly tied to changes in the positioning of the head relative to the neck. You know, it's, it's not a theory. It's not all. Oh, oh, it is physics, and it is absolutely happening all around us. So, like our parents, you know, like Dr. Matt's saying, it's not enough just to limit their time. Do the stretch with them, and the parents should do the stretch too, because the ergonomic existence right now for us is just terrible. It's terrible, unless you are a patient, because we're, then we're just adjusting your spine, fixing your bones, applying traction. You know, it's just wonderful. But some people aren't our patient. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they're not. Hopefully, they're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, somebody has invited that person that's not our patient on. To just download yeah. a pod, just listen to uh, it, just app for free, right. and then listen to it, and then you know, even even if you don't come here, go somewhere to go get somewhere to check. Like like it's not it's not enough to expect that your your posture, your head relative to your body is going to be okay. It's not enough because the ergonomics, the positioning of everything in our lives right now, the more technological it gets, the smaller it gets, and the more we look down. You know, you're actively doing something. So if you want to, if you want to optimize your health, if you want that body positioning, you have to actively pursue it. And if you don't, you're not going to have it. It's, there's no, there's no argument about it. It's just physics. Two other things to kind of touch on. Um, one is there is a variety of different exercises that you can do. Mm -hmm. One is standing up tall. We'll put them on the website. Yeah, yeah. Standing up tall, putting your arms back bringing your chin back to where it's comfortable, taking a deep breath, and then laying, laying face down, bringing your arms out to your side, trying to bring your scapulas together. That, those are two really good things to do. And how, talk, can you talk a little bit about how often, like you, they want to do it 50 times or do they want to do it two times? Or? Well, really they should. Oh, were you gonna talk about that and I just ruined it? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, they're, they really should be doing those during the the stretch portion of it yeah so like when you take a break from from the ipad or from whatever you should be doing them three times daily right and don't a lot of these apps now 
can't you set a timer on them? Yeah. So it gives you an they're, alert? Not even the app. The iPad yeah. says take a break. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a school that did it. They had a t- The teacher had a timer that said stretch your back, stretch your back. And that, that timer went off, and the results were fantastic. It was um, the, the, the study size was small. It was like 34 kids in the control group, 37 kids in the experimental group. And uh, they all had iPad, yeah. and it was at school on school tablets. And on half of the, 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 the experimental group, the tablet would, would change. Every, I don't know if it was every five minutes, it was every 15 minutes, stretch your back. And it wouldn't do anything for one minute. And so then they looked at changes in self-reported pain. Self-reported pain. And the, the changes were there was statistically significant downgrade in pain, increase in mobility, and they correlated that with time lost from school. Yeah, significant, significant change. Good. Significant change yeah. is what it recorded. So then it just comes down to, like Dr. Matt was talking about, as a parent, monitoring and making Absolutely. sure when that kicks up, they actually do the... the Even as much as we don't want to. And as adults doing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. They got the iPad. I can go hide in the bathroom. You know yeah. what I mean? You know? It's a good place to stretch. Um, the, other, the, other, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I was nice. going to talk about nice. was if you go to uh, a restaurant or if you go to sit down and, and eat, um, or if you just go to um, the place that Dr. Josh and I like to go, which is Starbucks. If you go... Who doesn't give us any money or coffee, by the way. Right. We're if, not being... We don't have any sponsors. So you're at Starbucks, and you go and you order order whatever, and you look around. I bet you that there's 15 people, 14 of them are looking down at their phone. Absolutely. And and it's not that they're alone but they have their kids with them and they see the ki- the kids Man. see their parents mm. looking down all the time oh that's well, this the, is no- the cool thing to do that's this the normal thing with oh, oh i want to i want a phone when do i get a phone mm. then what you do yeah tear off your shirt to reveal <laughs> your midwest family wellness podcast t-shirt and you lay waste to them yeah the Healthily. one the one that has Healthily. the forward head posture on it with an x through it yeah you just got to apply it brace of some kind to their spine that snaps in quickly like a hand, like a handcuff for their upper thorax yeah but that kind of goes in hand in hand with you know being responsible for yeah. the children and make sure that right. they know hey this is expected of you bring bring the head back take some time out stop looking at your phone stop looking down right stop looking down slap the phone out of their hands yeah the, attack, the attack's not going to come from the ground. It's going to come from the sky. That's right. Right? They'll be like, am I my brother's keeper? They'll be like, what? And then click, click, and you slip. they're like, what's this brace on me? But they'll be confused with perfect posture. Yeah. You know, their head will be back where it's supposed to be. Right. They won't care that their phone's shattered on the ground. They right? won't because they'll be what now phone? they'll be able to breathe deep. Yeah, they can't look down. Like, what a relief. Yeah. I'm not developing osteoarthritic change at the cervicothoracic interface. All right. Well, I think we're getting a little too pumped up to continue. So anyway, uh, uh, we'll be back in. If you have any questions regarding this, you know, please, 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 you know, take the time to ask us. You know, we we treat your time like it's gold in the office. So so we're always looking to make sure that we, we maximize how much you get out of us. So if you have a question about this, you, you know, you're looking for some strategies. We exist to help with strategies, you know, chiropractic. And the practice of it in and of itself is, is an exercise in strategies for health, you know. So, man, we'd love to talk about it. We can draw you some real crappy drawings, you know, <laughs> or, yes, or print some stuff out. Like it. It's no problem. We, we love to do it. So, please, um, you have any other questions? Kim, K-I-M, at mfwellness.org. mfwellness.org. You can email Kim. And then, uh, Dr. Fink, you have anything else? 
No, that's it. Dr. Brad? I just wanted to throw in a, a very a side topic sure. that we may discuss somewhere in the future, but right now it is like heat index 110. Oh, yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. And oh, I've yeah. had patients this morning saying they're going to Bush Stadium for an afternoon game. Okay. People are going camping. Yeah. This, and baseball, softball tournaments this weekend. So prehydrate, hydrate, find the AC when you can. Do whatever you can to stay awesome. cool. Because yeah. we've had a relatively easy this summer, but yeah, now it's, it's kicking off. And then it's like it rained. You know, my my rain meter at home, we've got 76 inches for the year. Since January for 76 inches of rain. That's a tropical rainforest grade of rain. Yeah. So people have been inside. And spring, we didn't get a spring. It was all in. So now people are out. Then the sun's just going to just destroy them. You know, because they don't have any resistance built up. Right. They're, everyone's just as white as a ghost for the most part. And it's just, everyone's just going to get absolutely wrecked. And then, you, you know, we should talk about how humidity decreases your body's natural ability to cool itself. You know, why humidity is so dangerous. But we'll do that later. Instead, we'll yeah. just tell people to listen to you. Right, right. Which Be they, safe. Whichever one you do. Be safe. All right, guys. Uh, for Dr. Matt, for Kim, for Dr. Brad, I'm Dr. Josh. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.